to How to Launch a Creative Business, Episode 6, Editorial Sheets for Your Creative Business. Hi, welcome. So today I'm talking about style sheets or editorials, what they are, why you should do them and how to go about organising or participating in one should you be invited. So first things first, I want to be really clear about what we're talking about today. So the difference between a brand sheet and a collaborative style sheet initially. So a brand sheet is for you. So you should expect to pay for it from the photographer, a stylist if you need one, makeup artists, models, hiring of any other elements like furniture or, you know, if there's like venue or location fees, for instance. This type of sheet is solely to promote you and your business and the images might be used in blogs and magazines as well as on your own website and social media for PR purposes. Collaborative sheets, however, are usually organised by one or two people but with the team everyone gives their time in exchange for the images and everyone shares costs normally. So the end goal is usually to have the images published on a blog or in a magazine that is suitable for all of the brands involved, with later on the ability to use the images on each of the participants' websites, blogs and social media. But today I'm just going to be focusing on collaborative style sheets or editorials. So I've been styling and managing these, uh, you know, with things from concepts to mood boards and on the day styling and direction for over well over a decade now actually um so i've had close to 100 sheets featured on different black blogs and magazines all around the world um and of course more recently i've been photographing them too so um alongside my creative direction skills uh, i also used to run online courses and live workshops on this topic and i'm kind of pondering on uh, a new one around this topic too soon so watch the space we'll see how that that kind of pans out over the next few weeks and months But anyway, today I am sharing some of my top tips for getting the most out of collaborative editorial sheets, whether you're the one organising it or you've been invited to take part in one. So the first questions to ask always are, well, you're asking them for yourself as the organiser or whether you've been invited to um, participate is where will it be published? So this is really core to understanding the purpose of the sheet, which is ultimately to attract your ideal clients. And what do your ideal clients want to see? You know, where are they and where are they likely to look for it? So, you know, you need to make sure that the outlet that the um, the sheet is likely to be published on is one that your ideal clients are actually reading, they're looking at, they're following them on social media, etc, etc. So the next question to always ask is who else is going to be involved? Do the rest of the team, do their businesses align with your own look, style and ethos? This is all about building the right team and finding your tribe. So you all need to be on the same page. No one person in this type of shoot gets the limelight. So the aesthetics and client base must be the same or very similar to be effective so that everyone will get the exposure they desire. And the sheet has a consistency of approach, look and feel. So how do you go about building this team? (laughs) so please don't don't post in Facebook groups for team members. So for collaborative sheets, this, I do see this quite a lot still. Um, and unless you're being really specific about who you are looking for in terms of style and content to build your team, you'll be very unlikely to find your dream team by posting a blanket kind of question in a Facebook group. Instead, you know, spend some time, really research and find your perfect team members You know, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you really admire, that you'd love to work with. You know, if they say no, they say no. But if you don't ask, you don't 
you don't get. So if you have a strong brief with a, you know, a shoot story that really resonates, uh, you know, a, a good mood board and a real clear direction and idea for the publication that you intend, you are much more likely to get a yes than if you just reach out saying you're doing, oh, I'm doing a pink theme sheet, for instance. You know, what what is special about what, what, what you're doing? Why would that supplier want to be involved? So, you know, you need to be selling this shoot, you know, as something that, you know, you just, the, the intended team member just wouldn't want to pass up the opportunity of being involved in. So does the shoot have a message that will resonate with your perfect clients? So, for example, you know, you see a lot of um, shoots that really are just kind of based around quite saccharine themes. But often people want to see something that have got more depth. So, you know, consider, you know, things around inclusive, inclusivity, sustainability, um, a way that you can show off what can be done that's innovative and different. What, you know, one of your, um, you know, your amazing USPs, how can you show that off to your potential clients? Um, and this is often where Pinterest is not always your friend. So um, I always encourage my my, my coaching clients and um, my course clients when I'm working on branding work with them is that when you're building any kind of mood board do not choose imagery directly to relate it to your niche your concept your theme try to be really inventive with your inspiration and ideas so instead focus on emotions texture color and the overall feel of what you're trying to create rather than um you know rather just you know trying to basically copy or emulate what's been done before um, and if you can use imagery in your mood boards that aren't um, really, really specific um, to, you know, in terms of like, you know, you know, exact designs and stuff, it gives people a lot more latitude to actually design something for the sheet that genuinely is really unique and groundbreaking and exciting. Um, and these are always going to get better results in terms of submission and getting publications further down the line um, because no one really wants to feature things that have been done a hundred times before so the more unique that you can be and the more that you can draw inspiration from things around you rather than trying to emulate things that have been done before the more your chances of success are increased so you know take inspiration from you know things like artworks or music or you know all of the things that speak to you personally when when you're doing anything of the rest of the work that you do you know how where do you get your creative inspiration from normally go back to the things that are familiar to you in terms of the things that spark your creativity and your curiosity and try to bring that story through in your sheets as well so the end goal must always be to get published somewhere so you know bear in mind that it is really increasingly difficult to get published anywhere unless one of the team is a featured vendor or advertiser on the intended publication. Um, you know, and that's just, you know, the way things have gone over the last few years in terms of, you know, the decline of print, especially, although there is a, a nice kind of niche resurgence in a lot of the, the print avenues with a lot of, um, you know, there's like smaller publications that are, you know, really fantastically focused on specific niches. And so, you know, try to um, try to be open to maybe some of the not the big, the big highlight names in terms of publications and magazines, because um, often it's the smaller ones that actually have a more engaged readership and that might be better for you in terms of finding, um, you know, content that is actually really enjoyed by your ideal clients. So think really carefully, research, research, research is always it's always what I say. You know, what kind of common themes and types of content get published in the outlets that you might be aiming for?
you know basically you just need to consume as much of that content as possible and get a real feel for um what what the blog want or the magazine wants to show um and also what your what the, their readers want to see the next really kind of big thing that i think often gets forgotten is budget so every good shoot costs money and it should always be viewed as investment. You know, basically, I always see any shoots that I do, and especially any collaborative ones where, you know, I'm paying to um, to create the shoot um, rather than getting paid to photograph it or design it. Um, I always see it as kind of like my, um, my, my PR, my advertising budget for the year, because, you know, a, a really, really good shoot brings in all of the clients that I might need for a year so I want to make sure that I'm not cutting corners if I decide to do a shoot if I do it I am all in with it and I will invest properly um, so it can be really really good to um, think about all of the costs that might be involved um, and if you are doing a collaborative shoot you really, really do need to be upfront with the team if you expect them to share costs for things like models uh, set design, venue fees, clothing, you know, all of that kind of thing. So um, often in a collaborative shoot, everybody will be very, very happy to share costs. Um, but be aware that not everyone's input might be equal. For example, um, florists might have to spend hundreds of pounds to design the look you want. Um, and obviously those can't be reused after the shoot. They go straight in the bin. Um, you know, unlike other things like, you know, clothing or stationery and everything can often be reused in other projects. So um, you know, not everyone's input is equal. So just be aware that when you're asking the team to share costs, that um, you are prepared to be a bit flexible. If you know, if if what you want, if you want some extravagant, beautiful, um, you know, floral arch, for instance, that you know that could cost hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Um, so you might not want, in that instance, feel comfortable then also asking the florist to contribute to say a, a you know a modelling fee. Um, but obviously. It's something that you need to decide at a time what your personal budget is and then also what the team budget might be um, so that when you're inviting people onto the shoot um, that you're really upfront about that because it's not very fair to invite people and then sort of, you know, a few weeks down the line when everybody's committed to say, oh, yes, and by the way, I expect you all to pay £200 towards costs. So really do try and be upfront as you can right at the start with everyone. And on that note, really, organisation really is vital. Everyone needs to know exactly when they're needed. So a call sheet for the day is really great, um, you know, and a detailed mood board, um, which might be broken down into separate mood boards for each element, for instance. So if um, if you really need to be, um, you know, designing the sheet with with your team members, then you might need to do, you know, a mood board for each main element. So um, when I was doing, you know, a lot of wedding style sheets, for instance, I would always do a mood board for, you know, each element. So one for stationary, one for the model looks or, you know, for each model look, if I was doing more than one look, um, you know, for any set design. So if there was any sort of, you know, floral designs that I particularly wanted or, um, you know, anything like that. So the more detailed that you can be um, about the day and creating a schedule for everyone to stick to, um, the more likely you are to have success on the day. So everybody needs to be on the same page um, and everyone needs to know how to get to the shoot location, 
provide emergency numbers to call in case of delays or problems, devise a full itinerary for the shoot so that everyone's contribution gets the shots that they require and nothing is overlooked, um, as well as to keep you on schedule. Um, you know, a shoot day goes past in the blink of an eye and running out of time and or daylight are really, really common issues. So, you know, if you if you have a schedule, try and stick to it as much as possible. And, you know, just be aware that if you start to fall behind, you know, to make sure that everybody's contribution has got at least some shots because the last thing you want to do is run out of daylight and have not shot somebody's, um, you know, carefully designed, created, lovingly prepared element. So, um, you know, keeping onto a schedule is, is a really vital part of the day. So what happens then, like, after shoot day, after the excitement's over? Obviously, the photographer's work you know, is um, not done, you know, they need to go away and edit the photographs. So, you know, be sure that you've communicated when you're hoping to submit the images to the the, the blog or the magazine or whatever it's going to be, um, so that they know how fast they're going to have to turn the Im- images around. They also need to be aware of the, uh, the publications um, requirements for publication. So they have the right size images, the types and dimensions for submission, um, and, and and all of the information that they might need alongside that. So, you know, a, a, a good synopsis of what the sheet's about, you know, and the full list of participants with their uh, all their links. So the important thing to be is just don't be disheartened if your first submission isn't successful. Just keep on trying other outlets that are similar to the one that you originally had in mind when you designed the sheet in the first instance ensure everyone has got a copy and paste list of the full list of contributors with their website and Instagram links because everybody needs to be appropriately credited for their work Um, and it's one of the really common things um, is that there are errors made on this so providing it to the team to double check ahead of submission is really really important so that any errors in crediting can be resolved before submission um, you know, I've been mis- <laughs> miscredited before quite a few times. And, you know, when you've put a lot of money, time and effort um, and passion into a shoot to not get properly credited is just so, so disappointing. So please make sure that you do that correctly. Also, don't be tempted to overshare images ahead of publication, especially if a blog or mag- magazine requires no sharing until publication and exclusivity make sure you know what the exclusivity periods are and be really careful to communicate any rules to all of the team. You don't want all of your hard work to be for nothing if a feature gets pulled because somebody's overexcitedly shared something before they're allowed because that's that's so devastating. So just really make sure that everybody is, um, you know, kept in the loop with, um, you know, however you want to do that, whether you want to communicate it via email, um, if you prefer WhatsApp, then do that too. But just make sure that, everything really is communicated well I prefer generally everything to be in emails because it doesn't get lost I find things over social media are very difficult to track to keep to keep hold of um, and ultimately um, it's where mistakes happen so personally I would keep everything in emails um, but obviously that's up to you so once you've got the go ahead and everything is going brilliantly and you've got a date for publication make sure everybody knows when that publication is so that they can um, schedule in sharing and making the most of publication day and beyond you know you really want to make that investment work for you and enjoy showing off all of your inventiveness your creativity and your skill 
um, you know, it's really exciting when things get published and, um, you know, the, the buzz that it generates is really fantastic. And, you know, hopefully it generates you uh, loads and loads of clients. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. Um, you know, but there's also the other side of it. It's just um, being able to maybe break out of your creativity box um, and try things that maybe you wouldn't do for clients because it might be a little bit you know uh, um, beyond what a client might want but you want to show off something so you know really enjoy you know making the most of that kind of situation and just being able to really really show off what you can do for people um, that might be um, you know just something not not seen before really Um, anyway so I I'm kind of going to come to the end there because I, I could talk about um, style sheets probably all day. There's so much that I've learned over the years and how to make them um, better, to get more likelihood of publication, to build the best teams, um, to build stories that are compelling as well, because a good editorial is always centred on a good story. And I love a good story. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope you found this a useful introduction. If you need help designing and or shooting your own, I can coach you through this. Um, so, you know, if you need help designing and executing a successful sheet, um, then, you know, I have my coaching um, slots open and I'm always up for collaborating collaborating on the right project as a photographer too. So don't be afraid to reach out there too. Um, anyway, I have got, oh, I've got some news actually. So I've got um, some very exciting new podcast episodes that I'm going to be recording over the next few weeks with some guests I've got coming on so um, stand by for those because I've got some really great mix of um, creative businesses so from you know the really early days of their businesses all all the way up to people that have been um, in business for over a decade so they've got some fantastic insights to share Um, and I've also got some really really great other um, support businesses to help you as well Um, so covering some of the um, some of the important things in business that I don't personally cover so um, I'm really excited about bringing another dimension to this podcast and hopefully um, expanding it as we go and on that note they I will be hopefully going weekly with the podcast as well because at the moment I'm just fortnightly um, so from the summer um, from the summer I'm hoping that we will be getting into some really really fabulous weekly podcasts um, but I will keep you updated with that anyway so have a great rest of your week and I will see you next time <laughs>